It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. It is the Daily Score, and I am Mark Grody. It was a Wednesday at Hallis Hall that the Justin Fields was talking, Matt Eberflus was on the mic, the players were engaging in the locker room, and let us hear what is going on. We, we have arrived again here as the season goes on. These questions will persist in terms of the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, and those are creative questions for Matt Eberflus about his future with the Bears. Is he going to make it? After this year, will Matt Eberflus still be a member of the Chicago Bears? So the the question, a question was asked of Matt Eberflus in that realm. So let's take a listen here. Do you feel pressure on yourself, Matt? I know we talk about Justin proving over the final seven, six games. You as the head coach, do you feel pressure on yourself to prove to ownership or Kevin, whoever, that the head coach long-term moving forward? Yeah, I can see progress, you know, and I, and I told the players in the, in the meeting, and we can show them that, you know, we can show them real tangible progress. And like I said, it's our, it's our charge is to na- take that next step. And, uh, you know, in terms of what, you know, the pressure thing, uh, really it's, that's, that's the NFL, right? It's about executing. It's a week to week league. And, uh, you know, the story of the world is written every single week, you know, so that's the way it goes. And, and that's where you're at. And that's the life we live, and I've been living it for a long time. That's the way it goes. I kind of believe Matt Eberflus when he says everything he just said there, that, look, it's, of course he doesn't want to lose his job. Of course he's worried about it. Um, he doesn't want to uproot his family. He doesn't want to take a pay cut, quite frankly, um, which once he runs out of contract, he'd inevitably be doing. But – He's right on all that. Look, Matt Eberflus is 52, 53 years old. He's been with a lot of uh, – he's done a lot of coaching in the NFL, whether with Indianapolis or with Dallas. He has seen his superiors go down, <laughs> his head coaches get axed in the past. He knows exactly. He reads, sees. He's not dumb, even though some people think he is. But he he gets it. He gets that part of it. Now the question of – what what will happen it there does seem to be a vibe of an era of Matt Eberflus may not be back next year I mean that possibility is real and I think that what this really comes down to at this point and just talked about it on the score in the show that I did and that is what exactly do you want to get out of the rest of the season? And, but the real question is Kevin Warren, what part will he play in all of this? Will he impose his will on this team or will he say, Ryan Poles, you have autonomy to do what you want to do with the head coach that you did hire. And look, whether it's in regards to the, the coach or anything, what I want to see, I do want to see Kevin Warren impose his will in a lot of different ways. And I don't know if it's changing the coach. I don't know if it's changing the general manager, but something big has to change organizationally because this has been the same organization since about 1990 in terms of intermittent playoff appearances, limited playoff wins, um, and then just not having any kind of sustained success since the 1980s. So something, something organizationally in a big way needs to change. And I want to see 
the big boss, Kevin Warren, impose his will, like I said. Um, moving on to Justin Fields. He spoke out at Hallis Hall as well. And some people say that some of the stuff that he did in that Detroit game, especially the touchdown pass to DJ Moore, was some of the best that they have seen out of Justin Fields. He did look really good. I'd say he looked better in the Denver game. And, you know, look, DJ Moore was the star of the the Carol or the the Washington game, but I also thought Fields played particularly well there. But played well against Detroit. So Justin, what worked for you in that game? I mean, yeah, I just felt like um did a pretty good job of um, you know, getting the ball to you know, DJ and spreading the ball around and, you know, protecting myself when I did run the ball and take off. And um, what really just stood out is, you know, how we stood out as an offense and, you know, how just dominant we were all game. The O-line did a great job protecting. Um, you know, runners did a great job running the ball. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, everybody was doing a job. And, you know, that's, the, that's what we want to focus on on offense, just everybody doing a job and, um, you know, all coming, to, all coming together to uh, collectively as one, you know, just trying to, uh, put our best foot forward and, you know, try to put a point. So, I do like the Bears' chances for Monday Night Football as well, as I've talked about. and But I do think that there has as good as that game plan was for Detroit, you're going to have to. I do think that, again, we're saying this, that I think you probably are going to need to open the passing game up a little bit. Um, you are going to have to be a little bit quicker, too. We know what Minnesota, the pressure that they apply is that we have found out. Um, and here is Justin Fields on that as we start to look towards that game plan about getting rid of the ball quickly against the Vikings. Um, if they bring all out, yeah. I mean, you really don't have anywhere to go because you got, you know, you're you're outnumbered in protection. So, um, you know, that's when you got to get the ball out quick. So that's how you combat that. But, yeah, when they bring their all out, cover zero pressure, then, I mean, yeah, you're not going to. Unless you just completely out athlete, you know, the DN set him up somewhere, one way or the other, but um, not really looking, you know, cover zero. That's not really the answer to beat that is try to scramble and stuff around. You just want to get the ball out quick and, um, you know, let the playmakers make plays and work for you. So, hey, do what you got to do to elude the pressure, even if that's running. But I like what he's saying that, you know, as we saw him do in the Detroit game, keeping his eyes downfield, even in the face of pressure. And sometimes it can be unmanageable. There's going to be times where, yeah, you use that weapon. You use your legs to get out. And, and Justin Fields, I thought, even though you didn't have the one spectacular, crazy big run like we saw so much of last year, in terms of the way Justin Fields used his own personal running game in that game, I think it's about the best that I've seen. And that's not going on a limb. He had 104 yards. But just the way that the, the design runs – even when he had to eject from the pocket, I thought it was particularly good. And we did see him, again, on a, on a couple of occasions on big plays. He did get up to, right up to that line of scrimmage like he was going to run and then kept his eyes downfield and would hit, in one case, DJ Moore. And it was just perfect because that's exact that – that is a sign of progress. Like th this is what we're dying to see. This is the question that has, you know, I, I have not gotten answered with much success from coaches or from scouts or anybody, but we see real progress when we see Justin Fields doing things like that, when a play looks broken and then he makes something out of it and he does it with his arm. I just think that he's going to have to probably do more of that in this game against Minnesota because of, of what they put on tape against Detroit, but we shall see. Let's move on to Montez Sweat, the great Montez Sweat. He, um, one of the big sort of post-game controversies with him 
Montez Sweat, not not with him, but in terms of his usage, um, only being on the field 63% of the time, which is not enough for not only not, not let alone a starting player, but a guy like Montez Sweat. You know, Matt Eberflus defended it, saying that this is part of a rotation. He was not in there on the game-winning touchdown. You could have called the timeout in that case or changed the damn rotation. But um, here is what Montez Sweat, short and sweet, here's what Montez Sweat had to say about uh, his usage. Generally, I've, I've, I mean, I want to be out there every play, but uh, the body and the heart doesn't really work like that with the breath. So, I mean, as much, uh, as much as fresh as I can be out there, that's uh, what I want to do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if he wanted to be out there more. It's kind of hard to tell from that answer. So Montez Sweat still in the way of answering questions just I got I'll do whatever I got to do for this team. I don't know. We don't know Montez Sweat that well. I don't know if he is somebody who is just playing the part, the good part, and not rip, you know, not suggesting that he wants to play more or should play more. But we're getting to know Montez Sweat. I have a uh, feeling that Montez Sweat will be used more. If nothing else, Matt Eberflus doesn't have to answer questions about the the usage. Um, that obviously they uh, were not thinking about at certain times during the game. Um, so that's it for today. Left a few seconds at the end here to uh, say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope that you guys are enjoying your Thanksgiving today. I personally am glad the Bears are not playing today because that means I don't have to cover the Bears on a holiday and the Bears are completely off on Thanksgiving, which is a not something I necessarily expected either. So thank happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you all for listening to the Daily Score. We appreciate the sport. It means a lot. Ray Diaz, happy Thanksgiving to you. Ray's our executive producer doing a great job like he does. I am Mark Grody. I will talk to you later. Thank you.